Western Conference Podcast brought to you by Dos Cotas Tequila. Here with special guests, we got my boy Josh Tatofi in the building and my brother La Pepper. How are we doing, What's my brothers? What's up, man? What's up? Good, it's about time we had you in here, Josh. You know, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We finally made it. We're here. we're here. As you can see, we have celebrated Josh's birthday and, you know, we're feeling real good today. So with that said, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> how are you guys doing? What brings you to town? Um, we are here for uh, the CNHA um, first annual um, nice. of Hawaiian Affairs, so uh, we're performing um, tomorrow night and uh, yeah, just enjoying the festivities. And that's going down at the West Gate? Down at the West Gate. Did you know that? Fun Elvis? fact! <laughs> Did you know that Elvis... Fun fact, for those who didn't know, West Gate, it used to be the place where Elvis played. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. And now you're there. So... <laughs> That's all you have to know. <laughs> That's all you got to know for yeah, about Westgate. It's amazing. But you know why I brought you guys here, and you guys have already seen the podcast before, is basically kind of just go down the whole line that got you in this music business. Like, yeah. we're talking about Grammy-nominated artists. We're going to get into all that, too. But, you know, let's go, let's go right from the beginning. How did you even get the love of music started in your life? Um, you know, like a lot of singers, uh, you know, church, yeah. definitely the foundation of it. Um, so I sang in church all throughout my childhood. And um, my dad also played music um, yeah. for the group Capenna, of course. Come on, you know? legend right there. So, um, yeah, you know, I just wanted to be like dad, and I didn't know what that entailed. Yeah. Um, and now we're here, basically, in a short, super short version. But you can't just kind of oversee, like, growing up with Pops being in such a, like, a legendary band like Capenna, yeah. how was that kind of like, you already was saying, okay, Pops is a rock star already. Yeah. So how could that kind of just kind of resonate to you to say that's something that I wanted to do in my life? Yeah, again, going back to the, I just wanted to be like dad. Yeah. And um, at the time, I, I thought everyone's parents was playing music, so I didn't. Not everyone. I, <laughs> right? I, I didn't think it was a like a special yeah. thing. I thought everyone, um, there, there was a police officers uh, for you know dads, firefighters, yeah. and my dad was a musician, and I just thought it was uh, another job that a father would have. Yeah. Um, only as I, as I got older, I seen how cool. He was and how Man. special he was as a as a, um, as a musician and um, yeah and even more I, I just wanted to be like him yeah so, and uh, I kind of do that now like with my kids they see me like you know doing shows and stuff like that They're like dad you don't have like a real job I'm like no that, that's my job <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah, yeah. I, about, I have fun what, what about you Lau Pepper how did you start with this music game same thing yeah uh, same with Josh we started off at church and uh, yeah. when I moved from Samoa to L A you know, I think I was about eleven years old. So 11. 11, yeah. 11, and already into the music game? Yeah, my pops yeah. was already playing music and, uh, you know, started off in the church and made our way to where we are now. And when you guys were young, was like the music that your fathers were doing, was that the music you were listening to as kids or you guys were on your own kind of like frame of music that you guys were doing or listening to at the at that time? You know, that's funny that you ask because I, I, uh, I was listening to like Boyz II Men, yeah. Evandros, um, and like any Polynesian dad, you know, he thought I had like, he thought I had issues for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> he, he, he'd ask me like, he's like, well, why are you listening to these yeah. slow songs? Like, yeah. why, are you okay? Like, are you emotional? I'm just like, nah, dad, I just, I just love these songs. So you're talking about, you was listening to like the baby faces, the Luthers was, and I stuff was. like that too. Baby and, making. Yeah. yeah the, the baby making, the Love Jones music. Yeah, Same right. thing yeah. with you, Peps? Yeah. 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 But how did you guys transition into kind of saying, okay, Pops does, you know, reggae and stuff like that too. When did you guys start to have the love for island reggae music, or just like you know what that genre was in general? Um, well, being that Dad was playing for Capenna, that's where I got the island reggae music yeah. um, feel from. But I've always just kind of veered into uh, love song ballad just throughout my life. 
um, like I didn't like the up tempo island reggae stuff is actually where my comfort. I'm not really comfort. Uh, like um, that's not really my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. There, although it's what we uh, born and raised listening to our whole lives. My comfort zone has always been again the ballad and the slow jams. But being that we we're in you know born and raised in Hawaii, it was it was almost like man, it's kind of weird that I like this. But yeah. It, but this is what's mm. happening here in the Come islands, yeah. and it was um. It was always weird, even even right now. You know, it's, it's always a weird thing. But um, what I've learned just through time was to just stick to my guns. And I mean, we definitely embraced you know. it because I yeah. mean, if you guys don't know, this is the Tongan Luther Vandross. If you guys don't know it already, because <laughs> you've you've opened up for Babyface and stuff like that too, as well, right? Yeah, baby, we came across some pretty cool artists, man. Yeah. Um, Babyface, of course, one of the greatest. To to ninety eight degrees. Yeah. Um, Shout maybe. out ninety eight degrees, yeah. though. Yeah, that was that was a cool one. Yeah. Um, you be forty. Yeah, you be forty. It's kind of crazy. Catch fire. <laughs> yeah, the boys, of course, yeah, the homies and the friends yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, it, it's it's been a journey, man. You know, through this whole music thing. Again, I, I've just learned to just sing what what I want to. Yeah, right? I, I guess that's probably the best way to go about. Because nowadays, in the time of media and marketing, you know, you're always we're always first to thinking of media and marketing yeah. before looking at the underlying thing you want to do first. You know, you want to be popular and all this yeah. kind of stuff, but maybe you should figure out what you want to do first. But I also remember, like, we talk about social media age that we're living in now. Yeah. I remember there was a time when you had a moniker, Uncle. Well, you you had, like, you know, before people were doing these skits and videos, I remember you. That's how I first got <laughs> on to you was the funny videos. Uncle Joe, yeah. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Joe. And, and I was like, I didn't know you were an artist. I thought you were just a comedian. Because you, if you guys watch some of the Uncle Joe videos, like, back in the day, it was like you were, like, that character for social media, and then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, he can sing too? <laughs> you were an artist. So how did that yeah. Uncle Joe thing kind of come about? You know, the way I've always treated social media was um, I just used it as a platform that could bring some love and laughter yeah. to. Um, I didn't know in what form. Um, sometimes it would be like in a funny way yeah. or, of course, nowadays with the music or I might just put up something that I'm like cooking or something. I don't know. I just always treated it as like a, as like a little entertainment channel, I, I guess. Because the content you had, I mean, I always say with social media, if you put something funny and you put something after it, there's kind of like a method to the madness, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you kind of like, you kind of luring them in with the comedy, and then you're like, by the way, I also do music, and that was kind of like a genius way of marketing that. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I that I wasn't thinking that far. Yeah. You know, I didn't even, uh, I wasn't thinking about algorithm, I wasn't thinking about, um, you know, what dynamic I was trying to bring, or type of followers. I yeah. was just kind of, Press record. I thought this was kind of cool. Are you more aware of it now? Now that you see what these algorithms can do for now, your career? Yeah. Now, I mean, now it's it's a whole different thing. Cause yeah. Now it's like our career. It's our, almost like a business now, right? It's it's a very much a yeah. whole business now. So. And Peps, tell us how you and Josh even came to be because you you, you obviously play together and tour together. But how did this whole relationship come about? <laughs> <laughs> The snarl and the laugh said it all right there. No, no. so I, I was playing football at UH yeah. at the time, and um, Josh's sister, Betty, is my classmate. Oh, nice. So I met Betty when we freshman class, and she's yeah. my RA, and I was like, yo, what's up, the booty whoop, when we were jamming music. She was like, yo, my brother's a singer, too. I was like, yo, it's cool. So she always, you know, talked about her brother and yeah. stuff. So one time, we were at the dorms, and he was there. We are mixing. It was me and my boy, Lafu. Um, and then Josh was about 16 yeah. at the time. <clears throat> young kid. He, young. Young, young. whippersnapper. Fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fresh tea, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Yo, bro, my man started singing. I looked at Love. I was like, Yeah. 
For real. I was like, yo, this boy is bad. Yeah. But then he was a football player too. So because he was the same size as us, it was like everyone thought he was on the football team. Yeah. But, but he's he 16. Was, but he was a sophomore. Yeah. In high school. So everyone yeah. was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's part of the football team, you know. Yeah. See, but don't even skip over that. You just said, oh, I, I used to play at UH. When you were playing football, was music still part of your, you know, upbringing? It definitely was. Big yeah. Time. And in actuality, I think that it kind of helped me make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> to go to UH because not only football, but it was just the camaraderie between teammates and yeah. my my poly folk, you know. And they were playing music, and for me, I was like, "This is I want to come here." Yeah. Because you are, because you a bad guitar player, by the way. If you guys don't know, Pep's get down on that guitar. Like, how did you? Like, of course, Pops taught you. Yep. But how did you kind of just say, okay, this is something that I can make a living from? When was the moment for you? You know, you're already you're at UH playing uh, football. But how was you saying, okay, I'm pretty good on this guitar, where I can make a living doing this? When I got fired from Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. They're like, hey, that's a good indication. <laughs> you're like, well, <laughs> Thank so you. much for that. Have a good time. <laughs> yeah. No, I, so I started playing music with my pops when I got yeah. released and I was playing music. And um, from there, like, I never played with a pick. Yeah. So, and then he was just like, you know, it's a four-hour gig. I was like, I'll be fine. Four-hour gig four with hour no gig, pick. No pick. First hour, I was like, hey, you got an extra pick? <laughs> <laughs> so since then, I, I learned it. But then I've always been in contact with Josh yeah. throughout the years. And it's crazy that we haven't ran in, into each other throughout the years until 2016. Yeah. So that's when you that's when it started for you guys, 2016. Yeah. Nice. What about you? So when did you decide football wasn't the thing and music's gonna be my thing? I always thought music was gonna be my thing. Oh forever. nice. Okay. So you knew early on. You were like, yeah. football is just gonna kinda get me to where to get me, but I'm gonna do this music thing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always wanted to. I always wanted um my dad didn't want me to. Didn't um, want you to be an artist or didn't want you to play football? Didn't want me to play music. Oh be, wow. Be, be in the industry. Yeah. At the time I just thought Man, why? Like what? Like he's he's in it. But, yeah. Um, I never I never really understood. He just always made sure, hey, just go to school, get a good job, go to school, get a good job. Yeah. And that's just kind of well, any any saying for any parents coming from the islands. Yeah. You know, um, that's just the real jobs, right? It, it, whether it's in healthcare or in law, you know, um, like the I, real job. We yeah, always talk about like our parents. Real, always say, yeah. <laughs> the real jobs, but yeah. And 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 I and I and I gave it. Like, you know, I, I was pretty decent in school, yeah. you know, went off to college, but like even throughout that whole time, I just, I wanted to play music because I, I guess everything else felt like work. Yeah. Everything felt like, man, there's a lot of work too. That's that thing they call passion right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything um, consisted of things I didn't want to do. Yeah. And music was just uh, the easiest thing to do, I guess, for me. And I guess I felt like, man, if I could just do this my whole life, yeah, pay my phone bill, then I'm not working. Just the phone bill. I'm not working. As long as you get that phone bill paid. That, I mean, that was, um, that, that was the, that's like the first indication, right? Like, yeah. As soon as you start paying any bills with any passion or retail product that you have, it's, you, you just need that little spark. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man. Okay. But, I, but I always tell people who watch this and, and kids watch it as well, you do have to have a, some type of job to kind of like fuel the passion. You know what I mean? Because you got to, there's everyday life and there's a thing that we have to go, you know, there's bills that be paid, like your phone bill. Like what, when you were working, did you work odd jobs before you got serious about the music? I worked straight up IATE, yeah. which is good old, they'll say general contracting yeah. in the Faikava biz, <laughs> but it's rock walls, man. You think rock walls and palm trees and coconut trees and stuff. So I was a, a laborer yeah. um, making, you know, like 125 a day. So of course that, you're right. 
that job definitely always, even till today. Yeah. You know, there'll be some times where we just, we're in Japan. Yeah. And we had like a, a three hour delay because of the typhoon in Japan. And then we were back on the train and then we had to, we landed and play a two hour set. And a lot of times right, be, right before I'm about to vent, I think about that shovel. Oh, wow. In See, the sunny day. There, yeah. There's a lot of times. Yeah. You're not and, wrong. And, and, and there's a lot of times I'll, I'll vent to him. And right after that, yeah. I'll be like, I don't even know why I'm venting. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know why I'm complaining about this because yeah. of the position you're in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it does, like you said, it brings you back to the time where you wasn't like successful. You wasn't. No. You had to think about that shovel and you know the hard work that you had to put through to get to where you're at now. Yeah. I, and it got to a point where even today, every sunny day, yeah. you know, when the sun hits the skin, I'm like, I always think like, Man, I used to, I used to stand in this thing, man, like man. eight hours a day, laboring, just shoveling. Yeah. Just. <laughs> you know, so you know, so my, my little vent before I go to this two-hour gig, I'm like, oh, yeah, all smiles all of a sudden. Like, oh, so that kind of what gets you through, like you know, you going through the delays, you're going through you know traffic and stuff, and like where you could easily complain, yeah, but you kind of like center yourself and kind of brings you back to reality, like you know, it's not as bad as it could be. It, it mm. no, for sure, yeah. And whenever I do those kind of vents or complaints, I call it like a luxury complaint, yeah. You know, it's a luxury to complain about. Ooh, say it again. About, about luxury having, complaint. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I try not to say it out too much because I don't want to come off like it's, you know, like how we were just saying in the cars. Like, oh, yeah. man, we just had three gigs on Friday, four on Saturday, yeah. and we're here. And, but then I spin it back. It's like, or we could or we could not get hired. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Right. You know, or yeah. we could not, or no one wants to hire us. And or, not be you know, booked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even when those things come out, I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't have said that but, you know, it's no, just, I'm, glad, again, I'm kind of glad you said that, you, you know, know, because people watching this, you know, they do have to center themselves and, you know, artists that are coming up in the game right now that are fans of you guys, you know, and just kind of seeing what it takes to get there. Because a lot of these kids today, they think it's easy. And I think with social media, it makes it easier for them because, you know, they go through a lot of stuff that, you know, earlier artists in their careers did. Right. But you guys, I mean, what about you, Pepsi? Were you working a job before you had a, you know, had a fund the, the passion? No, nah, it, uh, it was straight from football yeah. to... Music, because my dad was um, playing music at Disneyland at the hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's why I was playing with Mata, yeah. Via, and Tini, and some of the boys. The Gray family. Yeah, the Gray yeah, family. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. Yeah, Legends. Shout out to the Gray. Yeah. And uh, CK boys. And um, yeah, it's from there. That's where I started. And the passion of, for music didn't really, really, really integrate me until I moved back to Hawaii. Yeah. 2016, to be honest. Because I, I was just... I was good enough to play at these places, but never really honed in and perfected my craft to be like, hey, man. Until you went you back to really Hawaii. You could be really good yeah. and make money from it. So, Ducks hit me up, and he was just like, hey, man, what are you doing over there in LA? <laughs> I was yeah. like, nothing. I'm just playing at Disneyland. He was like, Fuck. Well, you know, the thing is, I... Like, like you said, man, and like he'll he'll never claim it. But he's one of the baddest guys on Come guitar. on, man. Oh. You know, he's one of the, the baddest dudes. And when I was making this project, and I, I would call him up, like, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, man, I'm, honestly, I'm doing nothing, man. Yeah. And for me, that also lit another flame under what I was doing because I was like, nah, man, this is like another brother of mine yeah. that I could use and he could use as well, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, to um, to kind of feel that passion. Mm. And um, I'd, I'd bother him for about a couple months. Yeah. You know? I'd be like, bro, you're going to move over? You're going to move? Um, the, the funniest thing is I don't even think I ever told him, but I, I begged him for like a couple months, and I sold I sold dreams and everything to him. Um, I told him like, bro, I got like tours and gigs. I oh, did, he was gassing them up. I did, yeah, he was gassing them up. I had, I had <laughs> no tours. <laughs> I had no tours and I had no Yo. gigs at the time, dog. But I did know, I did know. It was if coming. He, if he made it over, yeah. 
you know, it'd be a force to be reckoned with, you know, because I'm a bass player. Yeah. So as long as I had a solid left, yeah. you know, I could move. You know, anything I could sing, I could tell them. Yeah. If I wanted to change this, I could tell them, you know. And the relationship was already there, like, as oh, yeah, far as the, knowing. The, yeah, the chemistry yeah. and everything was yeah. already made years prior, you know. So, um, and then I, I think I kind of stopped calling or whatever, but he called me and he's like, hey, man, uh, you got some work from yeah. me out there? And again, I just lied, bro. I was like, yep. <laughs> so much work. Hey, hey, did you already know he was bullshitting, Peps? <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, welcome to Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we got we got so much work. Yeah. But now, but now, now I'm in a place where like, okay, cool. Yeah. But I gotta I gotta get work. Like yeah, I gotta get these yeah. things. But now I can because you know I'm not I'm not, I'm not about to do a gig yeah. solo with a bass. Yeah. Now that I have a left, it's like okay, cool. I can book all these gigs, and we'll be fine because we'll we'll duo. He sings. Yeah. We both play instruments. You know, packs a punch. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. As soon as he moved, he hit the ground running. And what kind of like did it for you? To kind of take you to that point to say, hey, Tox, you know, you got some work to, like, well, there was our well, certain oh, thing. This was more like a trial and error yeah. thing for me, too, though. Because in my head, I was like, oh, you're good enough to be here. But then uh, Hawaii is a different animal. Yeah. There, that's a different animal of, of, of musicians there because it's a different kind of sauce. Yeah. Coming from L.A., you think everything's R&B, all this and that, all, you know, everything in one. Over here in Hawaii, it's it's more than that. Yeah. Everyone could yeah. do what you do, but more. Yeah. yeah. And there's everything. more of a pressure, right? Everything. There's more and, of a pressure. And more. So anything you do on electric, I can do on acoustic. Yeah. That, but that's my mentality now, too. Right. Because I'm like, bro, I don't need to do what you do in electric. Yeah. I could do the same thing on acoustic. Ooh, go on, talk your shit, Peps. You know. Talk your shit. You know? You know? You know? Let's get it. <laughs> you know? At me. At me, at me. But then now you move to Hawaii. Now yeah. the relationship is there. Now you kind of say, okay, what projects are you guys kind of have already in place to say, okay, you know, songs here. We're, you know, going to try to do this. And that. how did that all kind of just Nothing. come together like that? Nothing. Really? No. So you lied to him. <laughs> <laughs> We're nah, starting off great. Nah, yeah, so, so cool. <laughs> no, so um, I just, a couple months before that, um, I just released uh, Pua Kiele. Yeah, the, come on, the, man. I just released that. Um, Classic. Either I was just about to release it. No, you released it a year before, like 2014. Before. You, yeah. You, so I just released it. And um, I guess I could, I guess it, I was starting to see where my career was going. Yeah. Um, Don't just call that. The, the Grammy yeah. nominated project, by the way. You can talk your shit too, yeah. Josh. This is no, where we're, this, this is the place to talk it because that project was nominated for a Grammy. Tell us yes, about that whole thing that came about. Yeah. How did you even get the news, and how was you like, damn, I'm I'm a Grammy nominated artist now. So I didn't um I didn't submit my I, I didn't submit that my yeah. my manager Aaron Mikami man um, submitted it. Without, Shout out Aaron without uh, without telling me. Oh shit! And he called me one like three o'clock in the morning. I guess that's when they announced it. Yeah. From East Coast or whatever. Um, and he said, "Congratulations, you're nominated for a Grammy." And so, big but we we, we um, play around all the time. So I'm like, "Okay, wait, what are you talking about?" Yeah, man? like what are you talking about? He's like, "Bro, I put in your name for a Grammy some months ago. It went for the semifinals, and now you're at the finals." And um, that year, it was taking place in New York. Yeah, I remember that. So, was that the same year mm -hmm. Boog was uh, yep. nominated yeah. too? So yep. you, but yeah, you you and Boog was out there, and because you was nominated for Best Regional Roots Music Album. Yes. For that for that project as well yeah. so you guys were in new york like tell yeah. us about that whole experience because we've seen it on social media but for you to be there and experience it you got to tell us and the viewers how that felt just being in that realm you know i lived um and, and until right now i i live like through my parents yeah. eyes man know? come on so first and first and foremost first thing was to my folks yeah and you know like and before 
my, and my dad does this still today. Before we get too excited, this is what he always tells me. Before we get too excited, let's pray real quick. Yeah, man, come you on. You know, so did the prayer, and I told him, my dad's like, son, like, bro, this is crazy, man. Like, you know, I didn't get to go there. Yeah. The Capena didn't go, Grammys and, you know, stuff like that. This is a big one for the Polynesians. This is a big one for Hawaii. Yeah. Because the Hawaiian album, this is a big one for you, you know. So, you know, let's... Congratulations. Yeah. You know? So um, Pop's kind of changed his tune where he didn't want you to be an artist at first. But now that he kind of seen, okay, you're going to do what you want to do. Now to see you get nominated for a Grammy, that had to come full circle for him as well. You know, so funny is like that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Um, but after I got the good news, the next um, week, I was telling my dad, like, hey, dad, um, let's go to the Grammys. Yeah. You know? Wow. That had to be a best feeling yeah, in the he world. Got man. Choked up. Yeah. Man, I'm trying not to get choked up right now. I'm being choked up. Uh, listen, so like, God, ah, damn. And he looked at me, he's like, well, you're gonna take you're gonna take me? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Man. I'm gonna take you. Yeah. We'll do the red carpet. We're gonna go meet cool people. You know? Yeah. He's like, but well, where's this at? I'm like, New York. And he's never been to New York. Yeah. Come you know? On, so man. he's just like, what? So, That's a moment right you know, there. That's he, a moment. And he's just kind of like, son, the flights, and I'll pay for the flights. Yeah. Like, but the, the hotel, I'll pay for the hotel. Like, we'll we'll go. He's like, do you have that kind of money? He's like, nah, <laughs> nah, not at all. We gonna make it but, do what it do. Go. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, you know, we gotta go. You know, um, so you know, everything I I do even till today, you know, it's like I I just live through my folks. Yeah, man. Because you know, they invested in me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when they like, didn't have, I mean. We talk about you know this upbringing that you had. Some people don't have the luxury of having that. You know what I mean? True. And to be grateful to have that and the support system that you True. had, you know, it shows in your success. And I think you know you kind of just that full circle moment that you just told us to tell your dad, hey, let's go to the Grammys. Come on, man, that's movie stuff right there. Like yeah. to have that moment for you. Yeah. I mean, that's something you're gonna carry with you for the rest of your life. For forever, man. Yeah. And even when I, you know, anyone that knows my dad. You know, even like the, like the Gray family as well. Yeah. Like those OGs, dog. Come on. You can't you can't beat them. Yeah. At living life, <laughs> like these guys when they, they go don't out, live when they live life like they yeah. live to life. the fullest. To you the know, fullest. we went out there and and he'll be like, son, this is where you know the, the best pizzas around the corner. That yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. It's like let's go ride ride the subway. Like, All right, let's go ride, ride the subway. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know, let's go ride the subway. You know, um, um, he's like, son, I see all the time on YouTube that people sing in the the subway station. Yeah. My man brings out the ukulele. Woo! You know, West stuff goes with us. Oh, yeah, shout out yeah. Wes. He that's did right. go. That's West right, that's right. That's right, yeah, that's and, right. And I remember looking at Wes, and Wes is smiling at my pops. Like, yeah. And Wes is like, bro, your dad is like living right Come now. Come on, bro. You know, so he's playing his ukulele or whatever in the subway, the subway station in New York. And wow. He's like, you know, so things like that for me is like, that's what the biggest happiness for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Priceless memories with pops, man. You know, yeah. um, and to take him on the red carpet and letting him do his little Facebook Live, show yeah. his friends and stuff. And well, don't just go over the red carpet. Uh, <laughs> on the clip, you're gonna see the suit that uh, this, my man was wearing. Tell us about the outfit that day because you was killing him over there. Because you had to think about this, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. I, what am I going? Because I mean, it's always a thing. What are people wearing to the Grammys? You're a nominated artist, right? So a lot of thought process had to go into what you was wearing. You got to tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I actually worked with a local. Um, designer out of Hawaii, yeah. uh, Kenyon Zamora. That's dope. And uh, I still work with him to, uh, today. Yeah. Um, I kind of told him, like, hey, I'm going to the Grammys. I don't really know what I want. I do, do your thing. I know the colors <laughs> and yeah. the design. And um, like, what can we do? So he custom made that suit for me. And um, yeah, the rest was history. That thing was. Come on, dope. man. We're showing, we showing the picture cool. right now of you in that suit. But do you walk by that suit like today? 
Like every now and then it's tucked away in the closet. You walk over there. That's just the Grammy suit. You know what I mean? Not a yeah. lot of us can say that. But do you do you still have that? You know, where it's, it's visible for you? Yeah, no, it's in a glass frame above my cheetah print. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you walk by, he's got above my uh, yeah. my cheetah print velour. Uh, <sighs> good old, good you know, old time. Every now, <laughs> <laughs> right there next to the two tigers that you have. Like, oh. You know, it, uh, I don't even know where it is. To be yeah. honest. I think it's just hung up somewhere in the closet somewhere over there. And take us through the process when you know it, the, the 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 category comes up. And you don't win. Yeah. What's the feeling process there? Is you just happy to be there? Like you gotta keep, a lot of people just, I'm just happy to be here. But no, if I say it's me, and I, and I was, I'm like, that motherfucker would have been better than me. You know what I mean? You, what was yeah. the thought process when you didn't hear your name? You know, when I when I didn't win, it yeah. wasn't anything like, oh, man. Because you already won. I didn't win. Yeah. My win was the fact that that day, my music is paying my phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's where, that's where the win is for me. Um, I say this all the time, and even when we're on tours, I, I tell this to the boys all the time, and I laugh, and I crack up, I look around, I'm like, what's so funny? And I was like, yo, dog, we're not supposed to be here. I say this all the time. Like, like we, we, bro, we're not supposed to be here. Dude. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way where it's like we're undeserving or whatever, yeah. but it's the fact that we, because we didn't think we, we would. Would take you that far. Or, or could. Yeah. And so when I say... Yo, man, we're not supposed to be here. Like, it's because we, again, our whole thing was to get music, to pay our phone bill, yeah. and you know, um, live out our passion. So anything extra after that, which obviously has happened more than a thousand times, yeah, I just kind of sit there and like, yo, man, we're not supposed to be here. Come this, on, this is crazy. Every, and the, every time, and, I, and I'll never get, I'll never get sick of it. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. ask me all the time, it's like, and the win for that is like, now you're a Grammy name. Now, now the prices go up. Now it's like, you know, when you were doing bookies before, it's like, okay, yeah, we got Josh to do this. But now, I always tell this, you know, with Boog and, and, and people that got nominated and yeah. just tell you, like, even Comic Kings, the price would go up. Right. Because you're a Grammy-nominated artist mm -hmm. like that, do you kind of take that with you? And are you an artist that kind of say, yeah, I am a Grammy-nominated artist, so the price should be that. Is that something sure. you take? Yeah. I mean, the price has got to go up. Yeah. But the humility got to stay the same. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Oh, uh, you know. Come on. The prices go up, but the humility got to stay yeah. the same. And, you know... Humility is going to get you farther than work and talent. Yeah. You know, the way you treat people, the way you love people through your gigs and stuff like that. Like, I, I try to preach about the accolades, but not too much because yeah. I, I don't want the kids thinking that this is the only way. Yeah, you got to humble yourself. To get, yeah. the, that's the only way to get your prices up, too. Yeah. It's through the accolades. Yeah, it's something that it'll be good on paper, but the best way to get your prices up is if the people choose yeah. to do that for you. And they you see know? that the work that you put in, you know exactly. what I mean? Where, you know, some people, I mean, not all people, but some people are like served with a silver spoon where it's kind of given to them. It feels a lot better when you work for it and you absolutely. see the fruits of your labor. You know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, a, yeah, you have to do the business part, but, you know, the the humility part, the being a people's person, like that part has to stay. Yeah. And that's kind of something I've always looked at from dad with Capenna and yeah. stuff, no matter how much gigs they did. You know, Feej is another one. Shout yeah. out to Feej. Shout out our brother Feej, You know, um, another one is um, Israel Kamakabivole. Come like, on, brother is. You know, these guys have, they give their time. Yeah. You know, and one thing Israel Kamakabivole said um, when he got asked, like, man, I, I noticed you signed your whole name yeah. on everything. And he goes, you know what's crazy? Is I bet a lot of these guys probably save one of their bills to come and watch me, I think so. Wow. I think a lot of these guys flew in from other places to come and watch me. The least I can do is my whole name yeah hmm. man and, and it's things like that, that i'm just like yeah and take us and take us back you know. to your upbringing like being raised with you know being around the legends like feige and brother is like was it pressure on you kind of saying okay 
the, the bar is set. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you've seen, you know, your, your dad and Capanna and you see, you know, brother is and you see Feach. Like what was like, it has to be intimidating to you to say, I could be at that level one day or not. How was that thought process? Um, the only worry that I had growing up from people like Feach and my dad was making sure that I became the man that they wanted me mm. to become. Yeah. You know, for them, their work pays off if I become what they set me out to be. Come on. You know, Feej did this so we can sing these things. Yeah. So we can perform a love song like Sosefina and then yeah. do an island reggae song. You know, Capena would do a Tahitian song and yeah. then do an island reggae song and then do another Fijian song. Um, so my whole work and even till right now is to make sure that I became the dream that they spoke of. Yeah. You know, for us. So I just try to be that confirmation. Yeah. So that when I perform and they watch, they know that their work is paid off. Yeah. It's like, this is exactly why I did what I did. This is exact. this is, Josh is the kind of artist um, that we were hoping that yeah. we would get out of the work that we paved, you know? So that's, that's the only pressure. Yeah. Other than that, the only bad thing is being the son of Capenna, I wasn't allowed to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell people, I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but you think about, but you think about this, right? Like, you know, Michael Jackson, his son, if he does any kind of music, yeah. your standard Come is on. here, right here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan, your son yeah. comes out right here. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you're a professional chef or whatever, yeah. your offspring, their thought is right here. That's why I always thought, you know, if I'm going to do music, man, I better yeah. be either equal or better in any way. If not, don't touch it. And well, Yeah, why do it? Yeah, don't touch it. And, and, that, that, and that's the pressure, I guess. Man. Because you know, if you're a newbie, yeah. they don't expect nothing from you. Yeah. So just imagine when you give them that shock. you know. So it's, it's harder to shock someone when you're an offspring of a person that shocks them yeah. all the time. Because there's yeah. so many more eyes on you. Exactly. They call you know it what shock, mean? Value. Shock, right? shock value. Shock value. Shock value. Right, right, right. Yeah. I heard that before. before once I heard that. You're saying shit. I mean, shock, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Elvis. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so we talk about that too, but we're talking, oh, Pepper, we'll go over to you because it's crazy where you see how your dad was a musician and you know now you see the the success that Josh had and you guys are starting to link up how do you kind of say what my position what my role is now that you're a part of what Josh is doing I already knew when the bro asked me yeah I'm gonna be the best second or left yeah of him to promote the vision that the bro has and not only that is that my homie hit me up and he was like hey you want to jam with me I'm like, yeah hell yeah come on of course and then once we out there the swag is out there too. The swag <laughs> yeah. is a little different when you're singing well, Hawaiian music. I, yeah. And we, you know, you see a bunch of three big ass cats walking through yeah. their black chairs and gold chains and sunglasses. Yeah. They're like, y'all rappers? Yeah. Oh, no, you sing Hawaiian music. <laughs> yeah, esophagus, like yeah. the feather. You yeah. know? The, sh the shock value, man. The shock, the value. shock value is everything, right? You because know. they're shocked to even say, wait, to hear a voice like that come out of you. Yeah. And yeah. the things that you, you know, just go on tour. Tell us about how this whole. You, you almost have like a cult following in Japan. How did that even come about? Because you like in Japan like every year almost. Yeah. So tell me how that whole thing was like, okay, I'm going to Japan to tour. To like, I was like, how? Because me watching social media was like, damn, Josh is big in Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, so the Hawaiian music industry has been invested in Japan for, ah, for, okay. for decades. Yeah. You know, um, they, they've been doing work in that area forever. Yeah. Um, I believe there's over a million hula dancers in Japan. Oh, in Japan. Yeah, in wow. Japan. That, um... Certain kumus from Hawaii would go there and teach them certain songs. Yeah. And, um, and once uh, once Pua Kiela came out, 
they just started teaching a lot of the mele, aka songs, yeah. on the album, and they, you know, they became super popular. Yeah. Um, which we're super blessed, you know. Um, I always tell people all the time, you know, even if you release ten songs, if you have one smash, it's a good album. Come on, yeah. one good song, it's yeah. a good album. So the fact that we got like four or five really good songs out of that one that was um, hula able. Yeah. Um, they taught that out there. It it became a smash almost instantly because a lot of the the kumuhulas. Yeah. Um, because they're the ones that teach it out there, you know. So shout out to all the kumuhulas yeah. that teach my mele. Like without them, literally, we wouldn't be in Japan. Yeah. Um, and to today, you know, they're, they're so great. Release another song, they'll go out and teach it. Um, and, and that's kind of how it works for the Hawaiian music industry. Um, Japan is probably the their main place they would do a yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah, their main place to do a tour, so. Was that the thought process going into the project saying, okay, when you're doing these songs and you're putting the album together and you're putting it you know, in, in order of what you want to do, was that the thought process for you to say, okay, this is what I want to write it for, this is how I want to do it, so that they can teach or was it a whole different thought process? You know, like I tell people all the time when it comes to making their decisions, to not make it based off of a what if. Yeah. Because those are like a what if. Yeah, exactly. Because that's like a, they might teach it, they might not teach yeah. it. You know, so I you got to go like, not, you got to go closer to yeah. what you're trying to do. So my main thing was to make beautiful Hawaiian music. That was, that was just the underlying thing. If it got to Japan, great. But if it didn't, yeah. okay. My main thing as an artist is to make sure I create beautiful Hawaiian music. And I wanted hula dancers to feel a certain way when they heard me yeah. sing it. My whole thought process on Pua was I was trying to get Luther Vandross R&B through hula so that the Hawaiian music can go Man. into their hands. Yeah. So that Hawaiian, so hula dancers can feel differently. You know, they, they feel differently from different songs, yeah. different, mm -hmm. different tone of voices and whatnot. I, I wanted to make it like every time they danced to one of my songs, they felt like enraptured in my voice. Yeah. Like they just was like caressed in it. Jesus. You feel caressed right I, now? Right now. I, I just got enraptured just now. <laughs> without, without, just, just now. I was like, I'm enraptured right now from what you're saying. I'm about to dance. I'm about to dance. And then I kind of like punched him right like, like he was hugging me. I was like, oh, uh, gosh. But you know. how do you kind of stick to your guns? Okay. You kind of just say the decision has to be made. Yeah. I'm going to be... A Hawaiian music singer, or you could be I'm um, R&B, island reggae. There's so many different genres where you could have went, sure. you know, For especially sure. with your voice. But how did you kind of say no? This is what I'm gonna do. Um, you know, I guess you know one of my favorite sayings is in order to get something you never got, yeah, you gotta do something you never did. Mm. And, and, and Hawaiian music hey. was enraptured. And Hawaiian music was something I, I thought was super far. Yeah, you know, a uh, quick little story. It was actually Aloha Deliri, rest in love, family friend from Kaneohe. Yeah. She saw me, um, I went up to one bar one night and um, one of my friends were playing Hawaiian music and um, they got me to go up and I was like, bro, I only know like one Hawaiian song yeah. like, by heart. And they're like, okay, just just sing that one. So I sang Leho Ohana from Walden Keka Oha, not knowing that that's not really a song that you just go up and sing, yeah. you know? <laughs> I wasn't aware. Exactly. I just thought it's one, of, everybody it's did, one, right? it's one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. So I sang that song that evening and she pulled me to the side and once we got a breakfast later on the line, so we did, and she's like, Josh, I don't know what you're doing with your career. Yeah. You have to sing Hawaiian music. Wow. And so I'm like, oh, auntie, um, yeah. I don't have the knowledge. You're like, about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the, I yeah. Don't have the I don't, yeah, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the the history doesn't yeah. it is not correct. You know, we're 
with all my knowledge and everything, yeah. you know, all male Hawaii. And she was like, we can teach you that. Yeah. Oh, wow. We can't teach your voice. Come on. We, she's like, us Hawaii, we, that's what we need, I think. So. Yeah. He's like, I think we need your voice. And for me, I'm like, oh, man, I, at that time, I'm touring with the boys, you know, with Boog and yeah. Maoli, you know, so it's like a whole, it's a different, yeah. way different scene. Come on. So, um, you know, she actually ended up passing within the next couple of weeks, and we didn't get to really finish. From that breakfast and conversation? Yeah, yeah, we, wow. didn't, we didn't get to really finish or whatever. I go to her funeral, pay my respects, and all her daughters, Keola, Kapua, yeah. um, three of them, they, they come in like, hey, I don't know the convo, whatever you had with mom, but she was very adamant that we made sure that you sang Hawaiian music. Oh, wow. So she went and home so, and kind of told yeah, about that and conversation. So I'm like, and so I'm like, don't do that to me. Oh, like, no pressure. So, yeah, no pressure. I'm like, I'm, like, don't, don't, I'm like, don't do that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, At know, the funeral too, geez. Yeah, you know. So then now, now I'm over there just chilling. Yeah. I'm there with my engineer, um, Capena de Lima. <clears throat> um. And I told him about what happened, whatever. Yeah. And so he turns around and he goes, okay, bro, you know that whole, your whole favorite saying or whatever, you know, same thing, like, you know, in order to get something you never got, yeah. you do something you never done. He goes, let's get R&B and we'll go do Hawaiian music. Wow. And so I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. It kind of mixed the genres, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like, wait, bro, that stuff doesn't fly. Come on. I was telling him, I'm like, that doesn't fly. Statist and it's not accepted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm At like, that point. I'm like, statistically, it doesn't fly, man. Yeah. Look, look around. Go listen around. And he was the one that was like, I know, exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's not around. It's yeah. not around. And no so, one's done it. Yeah, yeah. And so our guinea pig song was Puakiele. Yeah. Come on. And um, when that first song came out, life changed forever. Man. Like this. Just like this. Just wow. You kind of take that conversation as the turning point. I mean, now that I'm hearing the story. Where it's like you could easily could just say, oh yeah, no thanks, you know. You know we always have conversations with aunties, and but then that happens where she passes, and then the daughters come. Like it's it was kinda a, all it was an ongoing, yeah, push at me, you know. And and even to be honest, even for me at that career, I didn't know. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a blessing and a curse to be in a melting pot of music in Hawaii because there's so much different avenues. Yeah, I just didn't know what I was supposed to. I guess, I guess I was waiting for for God to tell me. Yeah, like hey, let's do this. Yeah. And then go from there. So I was like, okay, screw it. Yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's give it on Puakiele and and just see what happens. If if everyone hates it, okay, cool. We put yeah. it back, and we gotta go back to the drawing board. But they ended up. So what happened was when Puakiele came out, it was on the radio yeah. everywhere. But I wasn't hearing the talk. Like, I wasn't hearing what yeah. was going on. You didn't hear if what it the feedback good, was. was yeah, the, like, yeah. Until the critics. Until one day. Literally one day on Facebook, um, one of my mentors, Kaylee Rachel, the legend himself, yeah, he goes on Facebook and writes, "I don't know who this kid is that sings Pukele. I don't know if he's Hawaiian. I don't know if he's Tongan, but if this is what Hawaiian music is gonna sound like for years to come, I'm a fan." Let's go. And so as soon as confirmation he, right as there. Soon as, he, he, as soon as he let everyone know he was a fan, Ooh. because everyone looks at him as a yeah. You know, he, he's a he's a, a mentor. He's like, yeah, 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 he's a Hawaiian practitioner. Everyone kind of got the green light. Yeah, and was like we freaking love this guy. But see, if you don't get that confirmation, you don't what get that. It? You right. know what's it going to be? 
to see right. where everyone was like that co that that comment on Facebook, right. just kind of like okay, now it's cool to do it, you know, because we had somebody like make sure kind of give his okay. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, like you're kind of like man, did I do it? Like, just, like you're not hearing what the critics are saying. Yeah. But yeah. to get that confirmation is like you know, in, in our demographic, I always say it all the time. We're we're our, our, our worst critics. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. It's always our own people that kind of just put us up on you know yeah. under a microscope. And especially for you to be in a genre like where it's tough to say I'm gonna kind of like mix the R&B and the Hawaiian music where yeah. you could it could have went either way. That comment could have been like, "Who is this kid?" and go left. No, for sure. No, for sure. <laughs> but it was to kind of get that, like as was, you were reading, you were like, uh "Oh, where's yeah. this going?" <laughs> no, for sure. It was a gamble, and and even till today when I yeah. do Hawaiian music, I'm very much always learning as I go because it's one of those things that. You should learn as you go. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to mess it up too, because they'll tell you that you messed it up. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And I've I've had so much great help throughout the years in correcting different things in my phrasing yeah. or olelo or, you know, things like that. Um, and but they've been so supportive, man. The whole Hawaii music industry, you know, um, all the locals, man. I I get so much love yeah. back at home, man, and and it's always great for me. That's why whenever even Mata and the boys, yeah, like, when you when you turn the states, it's like actually I, I love playing over here. Yeah, you know? I just love being at home, mm. and they're like, oh, but you gotta come on. Like, so we're you know we're doing stuff like that, but everyone at home has you know taken me in and just yeah. you know loved me up, man, which is so amazing to see because they did the same thing. They took a chance on my dad and his brother, yeah, in Capena. Two Tongans and one one, <laughs> one white Hawaiian guy in the middle, Porogi, and you know, so the the stories are, you know, it's it's crazy to to tell them. And to kind of just say, like, you're part of that lineage now, and you're part of this, you know, history of Hawaiian music, where you fall in a place where it started with Pops and Capena, and you know, the, the legends before them. But it, now it comes for a circle where you have to. You're in a social media where we talk about like the accolades, right? Yeah. Um, with, with Pops not being able to have the gram, you know, we're talking about the legends like Fiji and all them, where they didn't. I feel like they didn't have the resources that we have now to draw the awareness. So, like, you know, where you're in front of everybody, the platform. So yeah. do you kind of like find yourself saying, okay, we got to use these tools to our advantage and not to just, you know, like not you, because I always say Instagram could be used the wrong way. Mm. And I've yeah. used it the wrong ways a couple of times, but that's neither here nor there. That's a little beauty hands. But besides oh, so that. Cisco's on live again. He's on live again. Love you all. Now we're here. We're live. Again. <laughs> but do you kind of just say, okay, I'm going to use this tool that Popson didn't have, that you know Fiji didn't really didn't have at the time, yeah. and use it to your advantage where we're doing it. Like we're talking, about, shout out my boy Antonio over here, that you know kind of a, a fixture in this, an expert in this yeah. social media world. How are you using that and saying, okay, they didn't have this tool, now I'm going to use it. I love and hate yeah. social media, of course. Come on, like, say it. Like, That's what I, exactly like, what I wanted you to like say. Like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it is a platform that we should use, man, because it gets to everyone the quickest. Yeah. I mean, how much people are reading newspapers in the morning Instant. and how much people are scrolling in the morning. Come on. You know, by the thousands are scrolling. Yeah. Um, so, as long, I mean, as long as we use it the right way, you know, it'll be well. Um, yeah. It's always, again, love-hate relationship. Some days I have a lot more fun with social media. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do nothing with social yeah. media. You know, um, I just always try to get people to make sure that they use it in a manner that it's not personal. Yeah. I think that's the problem with social media is that a lot of people use it. Well, now you have to be more aware personal. of what you post now. I mean, yeah. now now you're under the microscope because you have the platform now. Yeah. And when you are successful, you do get those eyes that kind of say, watching every move. So if you do something that you thought was funny, people could take offense to it because there's more eyes on it. Like, yeah. how do you kind of say, do you post something like, oh, I probably shouldn't have did that. Now, are you second guessing, you know, what you post every now and then or just knowing that people are going to watch your your feed or your story? You know, for the most part, I'm 
I'm really good with my social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't post um, you hanging upside down. Gee, <laughs> 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 cut, 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 cut. <laughs> That's why I didn't, I didn't post cut, you cut. standing on the machine yesterday. What an asshole. Well, speaking of social media, La Peppa, let's go over to you. Son of a bitch. It reminds me of a quote. You know, uh, <laughs> What an asshole. <laughs> so back to you, Peppa. So as we're talking about Hawaiian music, coming from L.A., being raised with pops and like that, to trans, how was your transition to kind of say, okay, this is what we're doing, and kind of just kind of put your all into Hawaiian music? Like, you could easily said, oh, yeah, I do this. But you kind of also had to learn, you know, certain things that you probably didn't know before. Tell us how that whole transition went about. Right. Well, I think for me, uh, the transition was, was easier. Yeah. Um, I think because it wasn't by cultural, I did it by music. Wow. So instead of, um, I just, I, whatever I liked, what I hear, especially like with what we like, right? Yeah. Regular like R&B going, then going to Hawaiian music. And that was the vision for Josh's album or music <clears throat> for Hawaiian yeah. music. And I was like, man, that sounds dope. Yeah. That's stuff I like to play too. Come on. You know, and for me going, and, and also listen to the, Traditional Hawaiian music, yes. or, or the other other different types of uh, artists in the Hawaiian music, it gave me an appreciation or a, a broader knowledge of yeah. of what is given into it, into the music. And so for me, I it was it was it was more the music side, and then the cultural sense came after. Yeah, and of appreciation. So and also I'm I'm part Hawaiian, so yeah. I never grew up on, with my Hawaiian side. So, it's made you dive into it a little bit more, you know, right? It was yeah, cool, yeah. You know, and it kind of gave us some pride for my Hawaiian blood because yeah. I grew up in Samoa, and I'm predominantly Samoa. Yeah. So, I'm I mean, very shout, proud. Uh, shout out, shout out to the boys, man. My, my band, I, I have them on their toes like almost 24/7, yeah. all the time, and it definitely takes some, um, some special guys to be, on my left and right. Come on, um, role uh, players, especially being that like. You know, we'll we'll do we'll do a show like any professional. We yeah. go and assess the party, read the room a little bit, and I'll be like, okay, chase all guys. We're gonna, do this, we're gonna do this Hawaiian song. Yeah. Or we're gonna do the island reggae song right right after, and then we'll do Tennessee whiskey. Bring them back to you're the best thing. Hit them with the Luther. Come back <laughs> with Chris Stapleton. And, and they're just looking at me like. Because yeah. you guys okay. have to take all this in. It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Shout out to our boy Trav. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Trav, man. Shout you know, out to our boy So Trav, I feel man. like that's another reason why. You know, we well, we're, we're busy majority of the time, yeah. and you know, mixed with the originals and all that kind of yeah. stuff. We we have a bla I, I'm, I have a blast on stage all the time. <laughs> I look to my left, I crack up. Yeah, I, I treat it like in real time because I feel, I honestly feel that's what the crowd wants to see, anyways, which is perfect because that's how we are. Yeah. In, in real time, like I don't ever want my boys to feel very like be this yeah. way, act yeah. this way. And is that what you guys do like for every show? Like you don't have the same set. Like you guys actually sit there like, hey guys, for this one, we probably want to do this and kind of move stuff around. For sure. You guys have the luxury of doing that because the role players in your band and what you, they know, okay, okay, if it's this, this and that, we got to do what is going to do because you guys already know what the read of the room right. is. Yeah, yeah. And we got we got put to some situations where I'm like, let's go. Like, <laughs> when, we, like when we had to open up for UB40. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, and we're, we were right before Yo. catch, and it, we're, we have, we have a Hawaiian trio, man. Yeah, There's three of us. We have a Hawaiian trio before these two monsters. Yeah. And so I'm overthinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we gotta do these things. Literally, catch my, a fire and you be forty. Right. Great. Hey, you guys go up. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally, my guys look at me. They're like, hey, 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 oh, just sing, dog. Yeah. You're good. Mm. Come on. And so I was like, yeah, right, right, right. I'm a good what. 
that's why we got hired. We got hired yeah. to sing mm-hmm. what we sing. You got to hype yourself up. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Literally, right when we start, ah, uh, it was amazing, man. Yeah. It was great. Hey, we, he just how we started. He was like, you guys want reggae music? <laughs> They're like, yeah. It's like, okay, you got to wait one hour. Because we got to be singing Hawaiian music. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's funny because a lot of times when I go outside, they're like, bro, I love like the commentary, whatever. But the band is like, bro, that's that guy 24 seconds. Yeah, that's how it is. But and you need that commentary. That's what makes it. It breaks it, the ice. That's yeah. what breaks it all the time. To. Yeah, it has to. I feel like through time, just got more and more comfortable yeah. being that guy, you know, so it doesn't feel like it's there's any built up pressure. But I think that's your personality too. And I think that banter um, that you have with the crowd, it, I mean, it's priceless. You know what I mean? A lot of artists yeah. can't do that. Um, and it's the, the, the you know talking to the people because they feel more personable with you. Like okay, he's talking to us where he's not just doing his thing and getting off stage. You're actually right. having this conversation. You're looking over at Peps and Trav and kind of just doing your thing. Yeah, we, and I think people see that and that exudes yeah, that. Yeah, no, we definitely treat it like yeah. even if it's like a couple thousand people, we'll treat it like there's thirty people in front. Yeah. Man, sure. say that again. I tell that yeah. people all the time. When you're performing, no matter it's ten people or ten thousand people, you yeah, got to bring the same, same energy. Same yeah, energy. you have yeah. to. It's actually more nuts with when it's smaller. Yeah. Yeah, because you see all the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's ten thousand, you don't even see more anybody. intimidating. Yeah. 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 But it's not even it's, but it's not as intimidating as singing in front of like just like ten Tongans or ten someones. Yeah. yeah it's, I still get way more nervous on those things. <laughs> because I'm, you know what? I'll I sing in front say of that. thousands of Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, but those ten someone to talk. I hate singing at like family reunions. Yeah. Because the pressure's on. On all the way. I had to ask you a question. Is Trav's beard fake? Nope. Because <laughs> this thing's so crisp. Bro. Where it's like I'm he jealous. gets must get a lineup every day. You know, I'm a, I, I was just about to tell him, hey Trav, hey, you gotta stop doing that, dog. Yeah. Bro, it like lays down perfectly on his beard. Yeah, like you started to make me look bad, dog. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, get, I don't get I don't get lined up. Bro, this guy gets lined up like twice a week, dog. No, he has to. Because every time I see Trav, I said, look at old crispy Trav over here. No, every, every time. Yeah. Good, good old Coco oh. Crisp over there. Every time. Oh, yes. Before Let's, yeah, before we get up out of here, we talk about Dos Caras, that's two faces. People know the first phase of Joshua Tofi. What's the second phase that people may not know? Hmm. Sorry, what is the question? <laughs> people know there's two the, the, the Joshua Tofi. Where's yeah. the other person that people the the personality that people may not know or the person that they might not know? What's the second phase of Joshua Tofi? Um I don't know if there's really a second. I'm I'm pretty pretty much the same, like all yeah. All around, um, I guess the only part that's like I guess the second phase is the things that I, um, the people that yeah. I keep in my my personal relationships, like my my circle. Like circle. There's, there's certain ways you can be this way and work. I mean, it's still work for us, yeah. even though it's entertainment industry, yeah, on a public. That's still very much we have to hold a standard in that. But like a lot of the other part is being you know when I'm just with the fellas, yeah. And with the family, and we get to talk about whatever and crack up about whatever. Like that part, I kind of just, although people would probably want to see it, I feel like I, I love to keep that part personal and keep it within your own circle. Yeah, because yeah. it lets me feel that I'm still human. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that's the problem with even although I'm going through it on a small scale, I think on a big scale, a lot of stars go into depression because they never made the fine line. Yeah. Mm. I feel like they tried, they brought in their family into mm. the light and they brought their fans and, all this whatever yeah. pop star stuff into the same light. Wow, you know, and I feel like me making a a really big incision like between the both making a fine yeah. line um, lets me be Siwa over here, yeah, and Josh Tofi over here. Come on, you there know? it is. And that's I, what I was looking for. And I for. feel like that's everyone needs. Everyone yeah. should need 
that 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 balance. Yeah. Or else you end up just losing yourself because yeah. then you forget. Wait, I'm now I'm Josh Atofi or see what's supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm like giving too much personal in the now the line, line is fading. Yeah, yeah. Now there's no line, so I feel like that second phase is that part where I get to be this guy, and then they know that I'm this guy. Yeah. When I'm here. Mm. You know, and I feel like that's important. I feel like in anyone's life. Yeah. It doesn't even ah, have to be yeah. any kind of sure. exactly. pop star stuff. Yeah. I feel like you should keep work and all these yeah. things, whatever, family and all yeah. these things, you know, not secretive, just private. And it's crazy because we talk about social media. We try to keep those interactions kind of personal. But there's a viral video that we'll probably play right here of me, you, and Peppa in Hawaii after a show singing Sammy J's Girl. You. So how do you not want people to portray that? Because you try to keep those moments you know, per, you know, with your own circle. But when it's not on social media like that, yeah. and it does go viral, how do you, <laughs> how the do you answer the that? Only, the only reason why I was down to do that video and not care is because I, it's because I know Cisco sounds way worse than me. <laughs> on that video. I know, I know, I'm, I don't sound the worst. So that's why I'm like, I'm down. Post it because I look decent and I sound decent. So and I'm just whatever. the guinea pig, like hey, everybody. This is, this is the one for me. This is the one for me. Girl, you let my fire. He was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not that was, song. That man. was due to Jameson, by the way. So like, thank you, Jameson Ginger <laughs> Ginger T shots for that. Before we get up out of here, what's what's next for Josh Tuffy? Um, like always, man, new music. Yeah. New music coming up. Um, um I'm working on I'm actually working on some love songs throughout the South Pacific. So I actually have a Samoan love song coming out. Ooh. A Tongan love song coming mm, out. Come on. Uh Maori Tahitian, Tahitian love song. Yeah. Man. Um, working with music videos, so I kind of wanted to go through those things of like um, that that area. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm kind of in that place right now where, um, like, I was talking to Feej the other day. He was like, you know, Naf, I'm really glad you're there because you know, no, none of us are there. Yeah, like, to you know, we we still listening to the same old someone love songs from yeah. 1980. Mm, exactly. You know, 90 maybe, and just a few modern here yeah. and there, right, right. but no one really just. Going in there and kind of just relive, lifting and living these Polynesian love songs that we on, already listened to. So it's a void. Yeah. So I hope and I, and I hope me and the boys can fill it. I'm pretty stoked about the project. Peps, what about you, brother? I'm currently working on um, on Josh's album with yeah. him. I'm just stoked to be a part of it because it's been it's always it's always fun with the boys, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm also working on my own album as Man, well. Come on! So I'm really stoked about that. I feel like I've been yeah. working on this album for like 20 <laughs> years now. <laughs> like, know, cool. that, that's I think we had the last conversation. We said the same thing. You know, that's the good thing about social media because they don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so when you come out with the album, it was like it took me like two weeks to make this. thing. I think it was like four years ago. He said, "Stay tuned." I'm still, I'm still staying tuned. Uh, <laughs> you know, 48 months. It's like that's four years. Like, I thought oh. it was gonna be like this. Well, I'm actually leaving Josh today. You find my new album. Flash is lonely at the top. <laughs> But man, I want to thank y'all brothers for coming over here, man. This was a long time coming. And for those watching this, man, go support these brothers and their music. Shout out to Peppa, shout out Josh. Anything you want to say to the Western Conference family before you get about here? Shout out to Western Conference, man. man. Uh, brother West Alpha. Shout out to my brother West, West, man. And uh, just having this platform, man, this is such a great platform for yeah. not only Polynesians, but for, you know, people in general to come and Appreciate share their story it, and everything like that, man. So super stoked and uh, can't wait for the next one. Peps? Um, yo, yeah, just appreciative of you and the Western Conference podcast for having us here. Uh, Brother West, and um, thanks for having us, bro. Man, West, thanks for, thanks for you guys coming you know, over here, man. Sure. Especially the artists watching this. 
There's a lot of gems on this one. Yeah, Western Conference sure. Podcast. La Peppa's here. Josh Tuffy, Your boy, everybody. Cisco. Dos Caras Tequila. We up out of here. Peace. <laughs>